from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people, credit union ideas. I'm Craig Sauer, Senior Editor for CUNA's Credit Union Magazine. Today's guest is James Skank, President and CEO of PenFed Credit Union. Skank recently returned from a trip to Puerto Rico, where he went with a few other leaders from the credit union to check in on PenFed's three branches and 49 employees, following dramatic hurricane damage on the island. My CUNA colleague Jennifer Walt spoke with Skank by phone about their trip and the credit union's efforts to help their credit union employees recover. So, James, you recently got back from a trip down to Puerto Rico where you um, checked in on some of the branches that PenFed has down on the island. What did you see? Jennifer, I went down. uh, PenFed has uh, 49 employees um, employed in Puerto Rico. We run three branches, and it took almost three weeks to get a hotel room. Uh, Right after the uh, devastation struck in uh, September 20th uh, with the second hurricane, Hurricane Maria, uh, FEMA and Department of Defense basically filled up most of the uh, 10,000 hotel rooms to provide sort of the first responder response to the humanitarian crisis. So I went down almost, you know, it's a month after the storm hit. And let me just tell you, I've been in 29 countries. It was the worst humanitarian disaster I've ever witnessed. And let me just put it in perspective. No power, no running water, no street lights, no flushable toilets. No showers in their residences, no cooking supplies, fighting for water on a day-to-day basis because it's rationed, and trying to find food for themselves and their families. Yet these 49 employees were still coming to work each day. It was really an amazing um, uh, experience seeing the resilience of the Puerto Rican people, which is, you know, three and a half million Americans. Uh, overcoming a challenge that they still face today, which is now 48 days into this crisis. Why was making this trip important for you guys? Well, first of all, we we support over 180,000 members in Puerto Rico, and our branches opened uh, two days after the storm, and we've been putting millions of dollars into the economy through our ATM, several hundred thousand dollars a day. It's become a barter economy. Uh, most of the stores don't have power, and so the stores that do have food, everything's $20 or less. So what's really driving the economy is $20 bills. And so PenFed, to have a constant supply of employees to meet the members, we're seeing 1,000 members a day. The employees' well-being is what took me to Puerto Rico to make sure we can meet the needs of uh, our members in Puerto Rico day in and day out. Now, when you came home, what you saw down there must have been on your mind because you, you started to... You, you went right into action in terms of putting together some kind of disaster relief package for your employees, correct? Yeah, so what, what I saw was, one, I met with every single employee individually. Uh, one of the board members, uh, Director Ron Spear and myself, met with every single one of the employees to listen to their story. And they weren't complaining. They were explaining to us what life was like day in and day out. So a 20-minute commute normally was taking over two and a half hours each way because there's no traffic lights. It's an absolute free-for-all. In order to get home at night, they had to be home before dark because of the crime. They had to really lock themselves in their homes from sunset to sunrise because the criminals have guns and most of the uh, civilians don't have guns and there's not enough police to go around. Um, so the hardships we were hearing, uh, washing their clothes, but what really did it for me was watch, uh, seeing a picture of one of my employees sitting on a bucket with her daughter washing her hair. 
in the morning, in the dark, she has to hand wash her clothes and then drive two hours, two and a half hours to come to work. Yet they come each and every day to support our members that were coming to the branch. When I saw that, I couldn't move fast enough to organize my board and all of our employees behind our 49 employees there. They needed our help. And uh, we're able to organize a generator delivery uh, into the military base because the other issue we heard is when you ship stuff through the Postal Service, it was being stolen and bartered for. Things are going three or four times their normal price. So we're able to coordinate with one of our uh, merger partners, the AFES Federal Credit Union, so the Army Air Force Exchange Service, to ship generators directly to the military base to be picked up by our employees, put a, what we call meals ready to eat package together, several weeks supply of packaged foods. So one less thing they had to worry about either for breakfast or dinner. They had a safe, healthy, high-calorie foods they can eat for themselves or their family. And we also gave them a monetary stipend to help cover the additional gas, commuting costs, bottled water, just to basically the cost of living increase that they're facing in order to come to work each and every day. And the entire firm was behind the support we've given these employees. And what has the response been from those employees? Very well received from the employees. But most importantly, these employees are taking care of uh, today. This average is about 1,000 to 1,200 members a day who they're providing the needs for. Uh, a credit union is there day in and day out. It's people helping people. And to be there on the island, being able to provide services to our members uh, without interruption is extremely important. But taking care of the employees' well-being is absolutely vital in order to sustain. What I'm very concerned about, it's been 48 days. And unless you witness it firsthand, I took a shower this morning. Most of our folks in government today have taken a shower. They have flushable toilets at the office or at their homes. They have uh, warm food that's healthy. They don't have to worry about the quality of the food that they're buying. The store shelves are filled. That is not existing in Puerto Rico right now, even 48 days after it, and it's going to be months. I met with the governor, and even he sort of alluded to the promise of having 80% of power up by December. That was really just to uh, help calm the society because even today, I think it was reported uh, in the national press, they're saying 40%. Uh, have gotten power now into the major areas, but that still means 60% or over 2.1 million Americans have been without power for 48 days, and now they're saying January or February until they come up with what they're saying is maybe you know 90 to 95% of the island being supplied power. Even today, they're reporting there's thousands of homes, thousands, that still don't have the blue tarp material necessary to cover the roofs and the leaks that they're continuing to face because it's still rainy season, November and December in Puerto Rico. So the reason I wanted to speak with you at CUNA and uh, tell the story is unless you witness it firsthand, I don't think any American has a sense of urgency and literally the humanitarian crisis that's being endured by all of our 30-plus credit union, credit unions that operate in Puerto Rico, all of those 30-plus credit union employees, all the hundreds of thousands of members of our credit unions are serving. So what I'd like, uh, hopefully, Kuhn and others to do is let's look at all the credit unions that are there, from the $10 million credit unions to the billion-dollar-plus credit unions. Let's make sure all their employees' or needs are being met and that the credit unions can operate business as normal to supply all the members within the credit union industry that have put their trust and faith in these credit unions in Puerto Rico. This is all part of America. These are Americans. They need our help. But someone like myself and others, uh, many hands make the load light. We need to organize 
to make sure the needs are being met. And uh, we've reached out. There was a few credit unions that needed generators. We're able to get three credit unions generators through our, our shipment process. And we're continuing to say, what, what do their employees need? Our 2,500 employees are looking to continue to do uh, food drives and other uh, fundraising to help get uh, resources to the right people that need help. And um, it's, a, it's a community effort. I think the community, uh, the credit union community should band together and ask these 30-plus credit unions, what additional help do your employees and members need, and how can we as an industry step up? Because every day counts. If, if, you, if I had to just go between now and Christmas and say, let's, let's just unplug all of our electricity, let's empty out our refrigerator, let's not flush a toilet for the next 30 days, can you imagine how urgent that crisis would become? And that's what they've been going through for 48 days. As you describe it, it sounds so much worse than, than what we are seeing reported in terms of conditions down there and whatnot. And it, it sounds like it's going to be a long process for them to get back on their feet. But what you guys are doing and, and what you're asking others to, to, to do, really, it's, it's really that people helping people philosophy that our movement is so ingrained on. Right. Just let's just say if a smaller credit union has 12 employees. If another credit union had partnered with them in the U.S., a Texas credit union or a credit union in New York, and was able to ship those employees a month's worth of supply of packaged goods, think about how far that goes when you're afraid with the water supply to go down to a local restaurant that has sort of power that's on or off through a generator. You don't know what water they're boiling the rice in, if it's potable or not. It's a real water issue, and so in order to send them packaged goods that they can feel safe eating, that's one less stress they have to deal with. Uh, most residents of Puerto Rico, either through FEMA or our employees, when they go onto the Army Air Force Exchange to buy a case of water, they're rationed one case a day. So if they have three or four kids and they're going 24 hours and they're using that one case to bathe in, to drink fresh water, to try to cook in, it's very challenging without electricity. And, and again, there's a lot of, uh, according to the news reports, hundreds of thousands of individuals that don't have access to that fresh water every day. So if every credit union in America would partner with one of the credit unions or two credit unions in America in the states would partner with the Puerto Rican credit union uh, to help make sure that their employees and their members are getting what they need, I just think it goes a long way to support what, the, what our industry stands for. Have you? I'm guessing you're pretty. You're in contact with your with your employees down in Puerto Rico. Are things getting any better for them? Or well, they were very happy on November second when the generators arrived. So uh, I bet. 47 of them were able to get the generators, and two were living in uh, condos that had uh, diesel generators already. So things gotten better for them. Traffic has not gotten better. Without the traffic lights, it is a free-for-all. Uh, I live here in Washington, D.C. I can't even imagine going from here 12 miles without traffic lights, what it would be like uh, trying to get home from work or trying to get to work when it really is uh, no, no rules of the road. It's just whoever's the most aggressive gets going and everybody else is just backed up for miles. Um, so, you know, my philosophy is, you know, everything we can do day to day to try to stream more help, the better. Uh, we're seeing some, you know, they're, they're they still don't have, you know, anything to wash their clothes. They're still washing their clothes literally in buckets, the old hand fashion, you know, on a board in front of their house. So that has not gotten better. The generators are providing some heat and some cooking so they can heat water and heat food. Um, but literally, it's living day to day. There's no, like, where you can keep a refrigerator. Because even the generators, you can run them for a few hours, then you have to turn them off. They're gas power. you got to go get more gas. Gas lines are still long. 
So it's still uh, day-to-day survival, even for our employees who have a job. And, and that's what our employees always say. First of all, they say, thank you, PenFed, for giving us a job, allowing us to come to work where there's power, air conditioning, uh, uh, potable water, and flushing toilet. They're going back home into their communities where a lot of their neighbors and friends are out of work. And that's been almost two full months now. And think about what the angst that creates for the society when it's day after day without potable water, without energy, without sort of the normalcy of not having to worry about the basic human needs. So it's going to get worse unless more and more people realize this is an urgent humanitarian crisis. When you hear the word, they say it on the news all the time, it's a humanitarian crisis. But then people go back to watching the football game, Monday Night Football. They go watch the World Series, not realizing while we're watching the World Series on television from air-conditioned house where we're going to go get a, something out of our refrigerator. Three and a half million Americans have an empty refrigerator, no refrigeration, no water, no flushing toilets. So that's the message I want to leave. If we can get the credit unions to reach out to the other credit unions in Puerto Rico and say, what do you need, and then rallying together to get it to them, uh, it will make a difference. Uh, every little bit will make their lives better. And is there a way for credit unions to who want to reach out and help another credit union in Puerto Rico? Is there somewhere they can go, or is it just... Well, we reached out to our uh, the, our ones director, and he put us in touch with the regional um, uh, director down in Puerto Rico who uh, let the credit unions know that we had some extra generators, and those credit unions came back to us, and we were able to get them to them. But, uh, you know, just going to the NCUA.gov website, seeing uh, the different credit unions in Puerto Rico, you can pick up the phone, it lists the CEO and the phone number, and it really is just individual initiative. If you say, you know, Glamour Federal Credit Union or XYZ Federal Credit Union, pick up the phone, call the CEO and say, is there anything you need or your employees need that our credit union can help you raise and ship to you? And I think that'll uh, go a very, very long way. And you had mentioned, you know, it, it's important for you to be able to, or f- important for your branches in Puerto Rico to ca- be operating, to, to help the folks of that island get the $20 bills that they need to, to pay for stuff at the store. Has it been a challenge to keep your branches operating in conditions no, like this? We've been very fortunate. Uh, we have great partners with our ATM companies and uh, the, our cash suppliers. We've been getting resupplied literally every day with cash. Uh, we've eliminated our uh, ATM surcharges, so anybody on the island in Puerto Rico, even non-PenFed members, can come get cash uh, surcharge-free. They can just come take it out, uh, $20 bills at a time, you know, several hundred dollars at a time. We're putting several hundred thousand dollars a day into the hands of Puerto Ricans so they can uh, procure food, procure water, procure what they need, gas, uh, in order to uh, conduct their lives. And other credit unions that are there are doing the same thing. We're very proud of that. Well, it sounds like what you guys have already done and and, um, what you're continuing to do has been a great step. Um, And like you said, lots of credit unions, lots of folks still need help down there. And it's important for folks to reach out and see what they can do to help. I'm guessing it's one of those every little bit counts. Every little bit counts. And time is of the essence. Um, Every minute counts. When you're without something, the sooner you can get it. One less thing to worry about is packaged food. One less thing to worry about is having cases of bottled water in your house when you get home from work. One less thing to worry about is having a tank full of gas. One less thing to worry about if you had a little generator and you could generate power for lighting when you're home trying to do homework with your kids or just, you know, keep them entertained. Imagine having young kids that are home 24 hours a day in which you have no power 
and no flushing toilets, and they have to go outside in the middle of the night in the dark uh, to take care of business. It's just it's just horrendous situation. And so everybody just picking up that phone, calling a credit union in Puerto Rico, saying, how can we help? That's the message I want to leave with everybody. Everybody can make a difference, and there's no greater feeling than when people help other people. And do you have plans to head down back to Puerto Rico to check in and see how things are going? We do. We're sending uh, several additional board members to go down and just follow up on our trip. And again, it's continuing to listen to make sure their needs are being met. This is just the first sort of uh, package we delivered. But until every one of them has power and running water at their house, we're monitoring it every day. We have a business continuity team and our managers are, are speaking daily to make sure we're monitoring their health, their safety and their, and their well-being. Because this is a marathon, not a sprint. We need to be in business every day, each and every day, and we don't want to burn out our employees, so we need to make sure their daily living needs are being met, and not just that we met them for October and November, that their needs are being met December, January, and February until the, um, the island is back running on its own power, its own systems, and they have a sustainable, high quality of life once again. appreciate you helping me tell the story because I would not have believed how bad it is unless I witnessed it firsthand. Uh, by seeing it firsthand, it lit a fire that says, this is unbelievable. Words do not put it into perspective. And so all I can say is, trust me, trust my other board members, trust the employees you're hearing from. They need help. Every day is a living challenge. If we can help these other 30-plus credit unions, their employees and their members, uh, that's what this uh, industry is all about. And I appreciate you helping me tell that story. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.